Hello, everyone. Welcome to Screen Scream. I'm Viola. The theme for today's show is Love Wins. We're going to talk about movies related to LGBTQ plus topics. Hope you like the show today. Without further ado, let's listen to the introduction of the first new movie we're going to talk about today. Close. With summer drawing to a close, inseparable 13-year-old best friends Leo and Remy idle away the rest of the holidays before school. It is as if the two bosom bodies share an unbreakable brotherly bond beyond their comprehension. In fact, nothing can ever come between them. However, when the boys' cloudless friendship catches the attention of their schoolmates on the first day of school, mean remarks put Leo and Remy's close relationship to the test. After that, nothing will ever be the same again. The first new movie we're going to talk about today, Close, is a co-production of Belgium, the Netherlands, and France. The two actors who played the protagonists are at the same age as their characters, Eden Dembrin and Gustave de Well. Their amazing performances beyond their age amazed the audience. It was because the director Lucas Dont directed and led the two. Young actors with a detailed and tender direction, step by step. At the same time, Lucas Dont pushed these two young actors to the world stage. Why did I say that? Because Close won the jury's pick at 2022 Cannes Film Festival. It's a movie about friendship and responsibility. It's possible that. There's a romantic relationship developed between Leo and Remy, but so what? Just because they receive some mean marks from their classmates, their deep relationship is disturbed. Leo tries very hard, wanting to know what happened, and Remy, who's very sensitive and tender, can't understand why. Leo keeps away from him, which makes Remy very angry. Their relationship even developed from a conflict to a heartbroken accident. But what this accident is, I can't tell you right now. Spoiler alert! I haven't seen the movie myself yet, so this is something waiting for us to discover in the movie theater. I mentioned the two young actors' great performance. Actually, director Lucas Dont spent six months spending time with them, even involving in their lives, such as making pancakes with them, walking by the seaside with them, discussing all the topics in the movie with them, and the most importantly is to listen to the thoughts of these two thirteen-year-old boys. That also helped them to face the camera. More comfortably. So, if you're interested in LGBTQ plus movie, I recommend you to watch Close this week. Coming next is the only movie we're going to talk about today that's not related to LGBTQ plus, but because it's going to be released this weekend, and I think it would be really weird if we're not going to introduce it. Let's check out what it is. Demon Slayer to the Swordsmith Village. All the upper-ranked demons assemble at the Infinity Castle after Upper Six Demons' defeat.
introduction is rather short, but we can tell this is the new movie version of the sought-after Japanese anime Demon Slayer. Actually, what we're going to see in this new movie version is not a brand new story. It includes the last two episodes of the entertainment area. That is from the TV series that we can now watch from a lot of different platforms, including Disney+. But if people already saw it, why would they want to go to the theaters to watch it again, right? And that's exactly the reason why it includes something else this time. The very first episode of Swordsmith Village. In that part, we will be able to know where they're going to start their new mission, how some of the demon slayers met with each other, and why and how the upper six demons gathered together. I don't know about you, but I personally don't fancy that part. I hate all the demons in the story. I hate ghost story, remember? Even though it's just anime, I still don't like it. And I don't understand why Demon Slayer is PG-12. I mean, people's heads are cut. Well, not people, they're demons. But it looks horrible. And actually, even though it's PG-12, a lot of elementary school students are watching it. Don't their parents think it's going to be a problem? But anyway, this new movie version includes the best two episodes of Entertainment Area and the very first episode of Swordsmith Village. People who enjoy Tanjiro and others' fights and the meeting of the Upper Six Demons will be able to enjoy it once again on the big screen. And the production company didn't just put what we saw on the streaming platforms to the big screen. They actually adjusted some of the sound effects or visual effects for the big screen. So you can go watch it and see if you can tell the difference. So for people who are fans of Demon Slayer, or you just want to get a glimpse of Swordsmith Village, you can take a look this weekend. Now before we move on to the other LGBTQ plus movies, let's review what we had from top 3 last week. Top 3 was Puss in Boots The Last Wish. There were two top 2's, Plan and The First Slam Dunk. Top 1 was Avatar The Way of Water. Let's check out what we have from top 7 to top 4. Top 5, Puss in Boots The Last Wish. I am Puss in Boots. Holy frijoles. You lied to me! Top 4. Knock at the cabin. Why are you here? I suppose I'm here to make friends with you. And your dad's too. The first slam dunk. <sighs> <sighs> Come on. There are only three movies from top 7 to top 4 this week which means it's a little bit crowded from top 3 to top 1. But never mind, there's only one new phase on this part of the chart this week. Knock at the Cabin. It's a movie directed by director M. Night Shyamalan. It's a horror, and you know that I don't watch horror. But after I watched the trailer, I'm actually interested in the story. It seems pretty intriguing. The story is about a happy family, with two dads and one daughter. 
while they're enjoying a happy vacation, four strangers come to the cabin they stay, saying that in order to prevent the apocalypse, this family, this happy family, needs to sacrifice one of their members. If you only watch the trailer, you would think that these four strangers might be some fundamentalist Christians or people who are afraid of homosexual people. But actually, that's totally opposite from the idea of the movie. If the theory of these four strangers is real, that the apocalypse is coming, it's all because this family is too happy, way too happy. As we know, the original meaning of gay is happy. And that's exactly the reason why they need to sacrifice one of their family members. Therefore, even though it's a horror, thriller, and mystery, you can feel the romantic atmosphere in the movie because they really love each other. Besides the interesting plot, two of the four strangers were acted by actors that people are very familiar with. Dave Bautista, who played Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy series, and Robert Greene, who played Ron in Harry Potter. So if you're interested in some horror this weekend, I recommend you to watch Knock at the Cabin. Now's the time for the last LGBTQ plus movie. Top 3. 80 for Brady. Game's about to start. Oh, there's Tom. Oh, oh what a view. Marry my dead body. <laughs> Top two. A man called Otto. You cannot use this road without a permit. Have a nice day, sir. You know, the other guys don't do this. The guys with the white truck. Top one. Avatar. The way of water. If you want to live here, you have to ride. Yes, there are four movies from top three to top one, a little bit crowded, and there are two new faces on the chart, 80 for Brady and Marry My Dead Body. 80 for Brady is actually not going to be released in Taiwan. I guess it's because Taiwanese people don't really care about American football. And when I say it's related to American football and you see Brady in the title, you can tell it's related to Tom Brady. I love him, he's really handsome. So the story of 80 for Brady is about some grandmas who are crazy about Tom Brady. But it has nothing to do with LGBTQ+, so this is not the movie I'm going to talk about today. Let's talk about Marry My Dead Body. It's a Taiwanese movie, and it's about the story between a dead gay and a straight guy. In Taiwan, there's a, I would say a little bit scary tradition is that if somebody whose dad wants to find a husband or a wife, usually a husband, he's or her, you know, before it was always her. But in this movie, we see that it can also be his. His or her family would put a red envelope on the street, and the person who picks it up will have to get married with the dead person. This is exactly the reason why Taiwanese people would ignore the red envelope or whatever something is on the road. Even though you think, oh, that's money. But because of this tradition, people don't dare to touch it. But still, some people would pick it up and they either don't mind or they are picked by the dead person. So in the story of Marry My Dead Body, 
the dead gay's grandma wants to find a husband for her beloved grandson. However, the person she finds for her grandson is a straight guy. So it's a very funny comedy. Like it's already very ridiculous that it's a marriage between a dead guy and a live guy, but at the same time, it's a gay and a straight guy. You can imagine what funny stories are going to happen. One of the reasons that "Marry My Dead Body" is so popular recently is that it's a Taiwanese movie. So some of the actors or director would show up at the theater. People can either ask questions after watching the movie, or if they are fans of specific actors, they probably will watch the movie many times in order to see their idols. So if you're tired of life recently and want a bit of laugh, I recommend "Marry My Dead Body" to you. This is all the time we have for today. Hope you like the show. Remember to tune in same time next week at Screen Scream. I'm Viola. See you next week.